What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Pinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo. No Dean tonight, but we got a great pod for you guys. Another rankings, and we got the edges today, Ray. A really, really nice class, a really deep class. And I feel like we were when we were talking about this class before we even started, some of these guys, even from my like 6 to 12, 13, these are top 75 players. Yeah, this class is deep as shit. Um, I feel like it, the interesting part is there's so many different types of players, so many different like flavors, if you will. Uh, you got like the pure stand-up edge rushers who's going to probably play three, four outside linebacker. You got the guys who are just like true four, three defensive ends, hand in the dirt, uh, all three downs. And then you got guys who can kick inside and play up and down the front. So there's a lot of versatility, a lot of different types of players. And it's going to be really interesting how these guys stack up as the process goes along. Because like you said, I, it's fucking hard to stack these guys, man. It really is. Yeah. Um, it's going to be really interesting in day two where teams have some of these guys ranked. Because obviously different players fit different teams better or worse. Um, and it's just going to be really interesting to see how different teams, how their board falls. And, you know, when we're watching tape, Obviously, it's a little tough to rank the guys because we're not putting a scheme towards them. Um, but when these teams are going through it, it's going to be really interesting to see how all these guys stack up. I feel like we may get a shock here or there just because, you know, you're not sure how, how a team fits uh, or how a team is going to play a guy. Yeah, 100%. I think combine, too, people are going to rise uh, crazy. Uh, you even saw it like today when uh, DJ released his uh, big board, Keon White, number eight overall pretty fucking wild so i think a lot of these opinions are going to vary on some of these guys um like i said it's just going to be it's going to come down to your uh your your uh preference just preference of type of player uh there's just so many there's so such variety in this class it's actually really fun i was trying to keep a low profile on my guy keon white and dj just stole my thunder but whatever dj you're the best in the biz um all right let's talk top fives right who you got a number five Oh, I'm going to start off. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to start off with uh, Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa. He's a kind of a weird prospect. He's a third year uh, sophomore, I believe, and he's never really had a full time role in that uh, Iowa defense. He's just been a role player, part time player. But this year, I think he had six sacks, ten and a half tackles for a loss, and then last year in this the, the same like, kind of part time role, seven sacks, eight and a half tackles for a loss. He's like a big, just power end. 6'5", 270, and his number one trait is just his strength. That guy just walks people down with authority. Uh, I know Robert Sala always says that the number one uh, trait you have to have in a defensive lineman, you have to have power, you have to earn the offensive lineman's respect, and he does that uh, in spades. He's super strong. Uh, he just, Like I said, he just walks over offensive tackles at will. Uh, his motor is elite. He's always turning his legs. He's always, he's never getting up on a play uh, until the whistle blows. And I think that's going to be a, something that's going to help him in the, uh, obviously at the next level, just that not giving up and being able to outwork and outman the guy across from him. And then I think one of the things I really like about him is just his ability to reduce inside. We are talking about all the different uh, like types of players in this, on this position in, in this draft class. And he's the type of guy who can play, he can play strong side end on the uh, rundowns. He can hold up in the run game and um, with strength and speed against tackles. But then he can also reduce inside. He's strong enough to play there. 
and he's quick enough where he's gonna beat he's gonna beat guards with just his pure athleticism. Uh, he could probably even play in there. Honestly, even like on passing downs, like or, or just like second down, early downs, I think he's strong enough to hold up there. Um, but yeah, his versatility is a real uh, big trade that's gonna that has him ranked this high for me personally. And then some some flaws is obviously he's not perfect. Uh, he doesn't really have much of a plan or uh, versatile uh, variety, I guess, as an edge rusher. He really just relies on that bull rush, um, and I think he has like maybe a chop move too, but. Mainly, it's just that bull rush. He just likes to win with his pure strength. And when you get to the next level, it's it's not going to be that easy. You got to have a plan. You got to diversify your attack and keep them off balance. And then, um, I guess to go along with that, his hands, he's got to get a little bit more violent with them. Instead of just uh, going right up into his, the offensive lineman's chest, I'd like to see him hand fight a little bit more um, and win that way. So those are my uh, takeaways on him. Right. I also had Lucas Van Ness. At number five, he was a big riser for me. Honestly, when I first started watching tape, I thought you said you wanted to have him at two. I almost, I almost had him at two to start, but I, you know, I, I had to pump the brakes a little bit. He is extremely raw, but man, is he fun to watch? So, there are some plays that are just like, holy shit! It's like, it's like that scene in The Blind Side when Michael Orr is blocking <laughs> downfield, and all the college coaches are like, oh my god! Like some of his plays are like that. Like you said, I love the the outside inside versatility and his strength just it really shows up on every play and he really plays every play really hard. Um for me, he hasn't played a ton of football. He was actually a big time hockey player that I was reading. Which Ooh, he played some puck. I didn't know that. An absolute scary thought. Six five, two seventy-five skating around on the ice. Um, that doesn't even make sense. But so hasn't played a ton of football at least at a, a really high level. So I think that his best football is definitely ahead of him. Love that he played special teams at Iowa, had two big-time block punts against Iowa, game, right? yeah. Yeah, against Iowa State. I love guys who just are willing to get in there and, and mix it up. But like you said, some of, some of the flaws that you, you saw, doesn't really have a, a pass rush plan, and he just kind of just tries to destroy the offensive line with his pure strength. The non-starting for Iowa, it it doesn't really make sense to me that he wasn't playing because he's clearly one of the, I mean, he's clearly the best down lineman that they had. Um, but also, he's kind of he was kind of a specialist. He's in on a lot of pass rush, so I didn't get to see a ton of him working against the run. So another thing to be a, a little bit cautious with him, but. Man, I mean, if a if a really good team can get his hands on him and a good defensive line coach can work with him just to help him develop his hands, help him just think of a plan before uh, you know he's setting up against an offensive tackle, I think he could be a really, really good player. Yeah, I mean, I feel like just to your point about him not really starting and playing like a high number of snaps, I feel like in today's NFL, their defensive line rotation is getting deeper and deeper where – Maybe he is just a niche player. Maybe he's just going to be a passing down guy at least early on, and he has to develop. And even so, in a passing league like this, that's valuable. Someone who can rush on the outside and on the inside and can just give you maybe 25 quality, quality snaps and force pressures on like 13 to 15% of those, that's going to be a valuable player at the next level. Right. And also, I just wanted to point out too, blindside reference. I thought we were only doing draft day references on this pod. <laughs> only so. draft day references. No, no, we we, we got to diversify. I'm going to get a remember the Titans one in here soon. So I, I thought this. Was, I thought that was a good one. I know I liked it. <laughs> All right, so Ray and I both have Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa in our five spot. Ray, who you got it for? 
Four, I'm going a little bit uh, out there. I'm going with my guy, BJ Ojolari. Ooh. Yeah, and I'm going a little spicy here. Not who uh, I thought it was. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, honestly, when I I don't know why I had a um I had a like assumption that he was gonna be built like his brother and or like Nolan Smith, like a little undersized, a little thinner. He's a big boy, dude. He is big. Uh six three, two fifty, and he looks like every every uh inch of that. He's he's a big guy. Um He's his obviously. I think number one thing I wrote down that stands out is just the leadership and character. When you get that number eighteen in LSU, I think that's just it just says a lot. That's just a storied tradition in that uh, program. It's obviously a big deal, and they they change every year. So I think that's something good. Uh, his length and athleticism. He hasn't doesn't really use much of his uh, arms as much as I would like to right now. But that length is going to be a valuable, valuable asset at the next level. He's super long. His hands go down to his like knees. Um, he he loves his swim move right now. He's really quick with it too, and I think when he catches offensive linemen like over eager and reaching, he can win with that easily. Um, and he's got really good bend too. He uh he he doesn't use it as much as the swim move, but he when he gets around that edge, he can get there, dude. He's he looks like he's built to be a really really good edge rusher. He's not gonna be one of these guys who reduces inside, even though I did see on tape he just abused some guard just because he's just too athletic. But he's he's gonna make his money on the edge and he's gonna do it well. Um and he drops in the coverage too. He can play that. He played that three, four outside linebacker a lot. So they dropped him the coverage and he can hold up underneath. Um, I'm not, I don't know how much he's going to do at the next level, but it's there. He, he's got the ability. Uh, and then his eyes too. He's always, he's always uh, looking up and always playing the run too. He's not, he's not over eager getting downhill, which I really like. Um, especially because he's only 20 years old right now. He's going to be 21, I think in April. So he's a super young player. One of the youngest players in this draft too. So I think that shows a lot for, uh, he has a lot of room to grow. And then right. on the weaknesses, uh, he's got to get stronger. I know he's big, but he doesn't really win with power much. And I think that's something, like I said before, regarding um, Van Ness, you got you to gotta be able to win with power at least a little bit. Yeah, I gain their respect. So, But like I said, he's only 20. That'll come with age, I think. It's not something to be overly worried about. Um, and then I think he's obviously got to, I mean, just like all these guys, he's got to add some pass rush moves. He, he has that swim. He's got that dip and rip and uh, late. Like he doesn't use this counter spin as much, but he he's flashed it. But he's got to come up with a little bit more of a plan. I think once he gets into an NFL room with uh, those defensive line coaches, they'll they'll be able to uh, tighten that up quick. So I wouldn't be surprised if he goes uh, back into round one, to be honest. Uh, 21 years old, he'll be. I think teams will want to get that fifth-year option on him. I think he's got all the potential in the world. All right. I really like BJ. BJ, we said it at the – at the top, how many guys, especially in this like mid five to 10 range that I really like, I have BJ Ojolari at eight, but I still have a second round grade on him. He's a really good football player, explosive first step. Um, I also had love, love the swim move. He also has got this, uh, this little like hezzy move where yeah. he, he fakes it. He fakes one way and he, he likes to go inside with that hezzy move. I really like that. I like that. He keeps him off balance with that. Yeah. Um, very easy mover. Got got twitch. I love the family pedigree with his brother. Um, he's just a really good football player. For me, the play strength was up and down. Um, you liked his length. I don't know how long he actually is. Uh, did you get an arm length on him? No, I I don't really uh, worry about. It. I don't like read too much into arm length until like Senior Bowl or Combine, to be honest. Yeah, I feel I, like a lot I, of the numbers out there are all fucky. 
Yeah, I, I didn't know how long he was. Um, and I didn't think he was that long. So that it'll be interesting to see what, what he measures at at the combine. Um, the big thing for me, the run game, uh, especially when teams are running at him, when he's on the strong side, he's a really tough time getting around blocks, really tough time shedding. Um, and he's just a little late to shoot gaps. But like you said, and like we've been talking about, these rotations that these guys are going to come into, and you don't have to be in every down defensive lineman, he's got a home on any team. I think he's got I think he'll be a really solid second round pick. And he's going to get a lot of playing time for a team. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think uh, if if he goes in the second round, I think a team like Atlanta would be would love to have him. I think that makes all the sense in the world. Right. All right. So Ray's got BJ Ojolari at four. My number four is Keon White from Georgia Tech, six five, two eighty three. This dude is just an awesome athlete from two eighty. He's got twitch. He's got speed, and he's so fucking strong when you watch his tape it's erratic it's chaotic but he is so violent with his hands he just refuses to be blocked that's how that's literally it's every single play he brings it his motor is absolutely crazy he's always working if his first move doesn't work and honestly doesn't really have much of a pass rush plan so those counters aren't even really counters. It's him just trying to work to the quarterback. A lot of times it's a spin move, just trying to get uh, offensive linemen off of him. He's had some really nice plays in coverage against running backs. So I'm guard, uh, I think, uh, against Miami, guarded a 30-yard wheel route from the running back all the way to the end zone at 280 pounds, and he was running him down. Really nice play. Had three sacks against UNC, had two against Clemson, so – it's not like he's a Georgia Tech going against scrubs. He's going against high-level competition at seven and a half sacks this year. He also started as a tight end at Old Dominion uh, to start his career. So I think his best football is still ahead of him, even though he's going to be 20. He just turned 24. Um, I think a team, if they get their hands on him, this guy just – he seems like he just loves ball, and he just wants to go out and kill the quarterback. I would hate to be a going against this guy. Um, so I really just love how much he, he brings it and how much of a freak he is. I think at the combine, he's going to test like crazy. And I think especially at the senior bowl with these one-on-one drills, I think he's just going to dominate people. I think he's going to be a big time riser because, you know, it's tough to scout the offensive lineman. They're going one on, they're going one-on-one. They're not have a, a team sense. Um, the D linemen usually make their money at the senior bowl. I think he's going to absolutely dominate, so we'll see what happens there. Um, some flaws, obviously. I, I mentioned the technique is not great. The hand placement is really, really inconsistent. And a lot of times he's out of control just because he's going 100 miles an hour. So he ends up on the ground sometimes just because he wants to get to the quarterback so bad. Um, the lack of experience, I think, playing D-line could be a little bit of an issue in year one. But I think once a team gets their hands on him and they help him develop some of his pass rush moves because his hands are freaking heavy when he does use them correctly. So I think if a team works with him, he's going to be a really good football player. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm not the biggest fan on Keon, of Keon White, to be honest with you. Uh, DJ having him at eight made me second-guess myself, so maybe I have to go back and uh, watch again. But ironically, I had him as my eighth edge rusher. I know you said you had BJ as your eighth, so... Um, 
I mean, I think, like you said, I think he's explosive, and I think he's an explosive straightway athlete. I kind of question just the uh, the bend and twitch to him. I don't, I don't know. I feel like everyone else is saying otherwise, but I feel like he kind of plays upright. He looks a little stiff, and I don't know how that's going to play the next level. Um, you, you talk about his hands and that they're powerful. I see him kind of just like throw his body into people a lot, as opposed to trying to long arm and shed blocks, which kind of concerns me. Um, again, lack of pass rush plan, but he does. I feel like he does get good depth, and he kind of has a good natural feel to it. But he's got to obviously, um refine that approach uh and then also you mentioned he's gonna be 25 next and then he just turned 24 but uh and then also he had seven and a half sacks on the year and then five of them came in two games albeit against the two biggest opponents on the schedule in clemson and north carolina but it's inconsistent play is kind of a concern so there's just a few things i thought i kind of thought he reminded me a little bit just obviously way more athletic than like as like arnold epiquette i was a little low on him last year too and uh, compared to everyone else, and I feel like just the long arms and kind of the build, I think he kind of fits as that like three, four outside linebacker in a similar mold to him. So that's just one person I was thinking of. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy because he's probably got thirty pounds on. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think I think he does have some inside versatility, but it's pretty crazy that he could possibly be your three, four outside linebacker at two eighty three. He's a freak. Yeah, he's he's built different. So at least we'll, we'll we'll be very interesting to see what happens with Keon White. We'll uh, take a big stock in him at the Senior Bowl this week. So Ray's got BJ Ojolari at four. I had Keon White at four. Ray, who you got at three? Uh, three. I got Miles Murphy at a Clemson. Um, I kind of was it was this this stacking these next two guys was hard, but I eventually settled on him at three. Um. So let's just say six are here, six and a half sacks this la- this past year with 11 tackles for a loss. Uh, the year prior at eight sacks and 14 and a half t- tackles for a loss. And then as a freshman, he played two and got four sacks and 10 and a half tackles for a loss. So he was a super talented kid. He was a five-star recruit, 13th overall coming out. And he played, he had played a li- at least a little bit of a role immediately. Um, crazy athlete. Like, I mean, like all these guys on the list who we're going to talk about, I guess, remaining, but six five two seventy five massive dude uh nfl body immediately he's like the type of guy that he walks off the bus and you're like oh shit okay we gotta block this guy um some of the good things i like his get off is really good for a big guy he gets off the, the ball fast i noticed um usually the first guy off to be honest i think uh his size i mentioned uh he's super young too so really projectable and his motor i feel like he won a lot on just his straight up athleticism and motor where he just outworked people um I don't know if he's the bendiest guy either, but I think he's just a true defensive end. And I think um, that, that that pure athleticism will help and motor will help him win. But I would like to see him get a little bit uh, more flexible. Uh, he has he, another one. He has to refine his pass rush approach. He doesn't really have much of a plan, but I think he, he's young. That'll come with time. He's only 20 years old. And then uh, some gap discipline. He kind of plays a little bit erratic at times and he just like, he just sees red and goes. Um, so I think he's gonna have to clean that up too, but he's got all the tools. Uh, a defensive coordinator is going to be licking his chops. He has hands on him. So I think he's going to end up going high in this draft. Definitely top half of the first round. Right. I think we're going to end up having the same top three in the same order. I also have miles Murphy at number three. You said it, the length, the size. It's awesome. Prototypical DN. Um, when he uses his length, right. He's unstoppable. Because he's quick, he can get his hands on guys, 
And he, he is a good hand fighter when, when he does it right. When his hand placement is right, he's really hard to stop. Um, I think the p- position versatility is a plus. I think you can move him inside if you need to. Yeah, I feel like they didn't. I feel like they didn't kick him inside as much as they I thought they would. Enough, they really didn't. And it's funny because they moved Percy out a lot. Yeah, I saw that. Um, some some of the weaknesses I had. Um, my big thing with him was the consistency. I feel like play to play. There are some plays that you're like, man, this guy looks freaking awesome. And then there are some even huge stretches of games where you're like, is this guy even out there right now? Is he even playing? Um, sometimes he's not making an impact on a game when he really needs to be. He's the best player on the field most of the time. Um, so the consistency and just, I think, bringing it more will uh, is a big thing for him. Um, and sometimes with that with that consistency too, he's just not using his length right, and he really allows offensive linemen to get their hands on him first, and he just doesn't really have any counters, and he kind of just gets stuck. It is tough to evaluate this Clemson team. We've talked about this with so many guys on their defense, just the way that their scheme is. Um, A lot of times their D-line is just there to hold up offensive linemen and let their linebackers just attack downhill. So maybe that's some of it. Maybe we're just not seeing their their full game plan. Um, That was a big thing for me, just the consistency play to play and just really bringing it Um, because he does have the stuff. He, He really does. And yeah, and just to piggyback on it, the one I don't even know if I mentioned this, but I think it's kind of my biggest uh, like flag on him. I feel like for someone his size and just build, he doesn't play with enough power. Like his, I feel like he, he just, I feel like I, I expected him to just be able to run over people, and he just did either didn't do it. I don't know, if, like you said, I don't know if that's a scheme thing where he's trying to gap, but like I feel like the power just wasn't what I expected, which is I think that's why uh, ultimately he ended up at three for me. Right. All right, so we both had Miles Murphy at three. Who you got at two? I'm assuming we have the same guy at number two as well. Yeah, yeah two, uh, Tyree Wilson. Uh, full disclosure, if Jared Verse was in this class, he'd be at two. But I wanted to bring him up so bad. Jared Verse would have been my number two as well. I mean, I freaking love that guy. I can't wait to put him at number one for my class next year. Yeah, I can't believe he went back. But anyway, back to Tyree. Um, talk about all bus team like this guy <laughs> this guy's number one yeah, that. on that team this guy's 6'6 275 and i know we disagreed on uh bj ojolari's length but i think we can agree that this guy is built like a freak show you sure <laughs> he's like fucking, this- arms go down to his legs Literally, feet. it's like, crazy like mr fantastic or like Gum- like gumby he just stretches <laughs> like as much as he wants it's crazy um and I guess the like my flaw for Miles Murphy is my biggest strength for him is just and that is that is his strength, his play strength, his power. He just would walk offensive linemen back like they were toddlers. Um, he's he's raw in a pass rush sense where like he he relies on that pretty heavy, but it's just the trait. I think it flashes more than almost any trait out of any of these other guys. I think he's just so strong. I think once uh, so he gets that refined, it's going to be deadly to use. Um, his versatility too. He played out stand up outside linebacker. That guy can play from there all the way into three tech. He can play mm-hmm. wherever he wants across the defensive line. Um, he's super versatile. He and he's just always in the backfield. I feel like I, I know it's the Big Twelve, but he was just he was just disrupting the plays left and right. Um, seven sacks, fourteen tackles for a loss this year, and then last year seven seven sacks, thirteen and a half tackles for a loss. So he was a, he was a backfield player. Um, he, obviously, he's got to develop some more pass rush move and just refine his approach a little bit. I think he's got to learn to attack half of a body. 
Um, I think if he can master hand fighting, he's gonna it's just like there's gonna be a problem. Um, a, a player comp, he kind of reminded me of Jadavian Clowney a little bit, just with a little bit more power. Um, I don't know if he's ever gonna be that fifth, like that 12, 15 sack guy, but I think a solid eight, eight sacks a year, good run defender, and just an absolute force and just a tone setter. I think that's something that I can expect to expect from him. Yeah, I really like Tyree Wilson too. You mentioned the versatility. I'm so there with you. This guy could play anywhere on the defensive line that you need him to. Um, he's got a really long, strong first step. I like that. He gets off. It may maybe it's not the quickest, but it's long, so he can kind of scoot by offensive tackles. I really like that. Um, he likes going with that up and out move. He's got. I think he's got. Good hands, honestly. You you mentioned the hand fighting. I thought his hand placement was pretty solid, and I just want it to be a little more violent when he gets to it because I think he does have pretty good technique when he gets his hands on offensive linemen. Um, the big weakness for me, I don't even think it's that much of a weakness. I thought the lateral movement was questionable at times. Doesn't have the best bend sometimes when he makes that outside rip move. Um, he kind of loops it instead of cutting the offensive tackle off and just going straight to the quarterback. Um, but I think once he cleans that up, that like those are so little things. You said it. I think this guy can play on any team, can play in any scheme, and make it and make an impact. Yeah, and I forgot to mention too. The one his my favorite move of his that I like is he, when he goes inside. He counters inside. Like he'll attack outside and get the guy off balance, and he uses his inside hand and just literally just throws the guy and just has a free relating to a quarterback. I think that's really going to be a valuable weapon at the next level. Right. So we got Tyree Wilson at number two from Texas Tech. And I'm assuming we both have Will Anderson here unless uh unless you really liked uh, Andre Carter. No, no, uh, Andre Carter is not number one. It's going to be <laughs> it's, it's going to be Will Anderson. Um just honestly I was looking up stats, I just want to read off his stats before the year, and I forgot like how fucking insane it's it was. Dude, he had thirty four and a half. 34 and a half sacks and 58 and a half tackles per loss in three seasons. Last his numbers last year are appalling. <laughs> I think he had 17 and a half sacks last year and like 31 tackles for a loss. Like the guy is just lives in the backfield. Um, it, it was a down year this year too, and he was still like top 10 in sacks, top 10 in tackles for a loss. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the craziest thing is he's not the most polished prospect. Not at all. Like, like he is just. I feel like he's winning mainly just on his like just absolute freak show athleticism. He just he refuses to stay blocked. Like he'll like you. He won't give up on a play. He will just. He's always fighting. Always looking to like shook, uh, shake off the tackle and get around. Uh, his motor is insane and. I think the his number. I think maybe his most underrated trait is his um, his run de- defense. He's a problem in run defense, mm-hmm. dude. Wh- whether it's setting the edge or if um on like a, a zone play where like he got, he the left unblocked, he crashes down so hard and and can just attack the running back. Uh, his closing speed too. I think that's another trait that's just it's like uh. I mean, obviously, I think it's probably the best in the class. But it's like Drew Sanders, like those guys, they just close on the ball. I think the length he has, it's so so like the, the the combination of length and closing speed, it's just so valuable at the next level. Uh, some concerns. Um, he did win. I feel like a lot of his pass rush wins were on stunts. Um, I don't know if that's really a concern. As much as just, I think he got benefited from a really good defensive scheme and obviously an insane supporting cast. 
So I think one on one pass rush, he's got uh I guess refine his hands a little bit more and come up with some uh a, like a just an approach like day in and day out or play in and play out actually. Mm-hmm. Um, he has some bonehead penalties. Just this is even on tape. But just watching Alabama this year, there are some times where it's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like you're the leader of this defense. You're the best player on this team. You can't be taking penalties like that. Um, hopefully it's not going to be a problem, but something to keep an eye on. And then his weight, I think he's got to get a little bit bigger. He's only 243 listed right now. Um, I think NFL, I'd rather him, I'd probably prefer him playing at like 255, 260-ish. Um, I know some people are concerned about his finishing, especially this year, like he missed some tackles. Dude, if he gets back there, he'll finish. I'm not really too concerned. Like, yeah, he didn't finish. He missed some tackles this year, but it's the backfield. Yeah, he's, dude, <laughs> he's going to miss a couple. Exactly. The guy, I, I think getting there is the hard part. I'm not going to worry about him not finishing i think he'll he'll be there he'll he'll finish i literally i literally had missed tackles was an issue this year but he gets so many opportunities this is way overblown yeah it's literally whatever um yeah i'm with you i mean some of these flaws are they're so nitpicky because this guy's just an awesome football player the motor's always running hot his short area quickness is devastating it is so crazy well, you, you mentioned a lot of sacks on the stunts and um, and the twists. In the NFL, when he gets a full head of steam like that, he is impossible to block. So teams are going to scheme that up for him anyway. So it's not like it's not like that's the only thing he can do. Yeah. Um, I love how he's really slippery too. He catches a lot of double teams, and he is quick, and he gets like he gets skinny. And he fits through offensive linemen. Um, I really love those moves that he kind of. It's almost like uh, like Kyrie, like when he splits the like the hedger and the and the pick on the pick and roll. Like he can contort his body so easily and so well and so fast that offensive linemen can't even get their hands on him. Um, he's got a good rip move inside, but he really likes to work on that speed rush outside. I mean, when he times that snap too. He's unstoppable. Um, I also had you. I was pleasantly surprised at how awesome he is uh, against the run. He's he's really unbelievable against the run. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I think it gets. O- I think it gets over overlooked a lot just because he gets so many sacks. But this is a damn good football player. A plus character. A plus leader from all accounts. Played in their bowl game, him and Bryce, when they didn't have to. Love that shit. Good, good call. I do love that. And also, he is, like, like I said, he is skinny. But imagine, I think if a defensive corner wants to, they can line him up over guards, too, and just let him cause fucking havoc oh, yeah. on passing downs, dude. Because he, he won against guards a lot in college. Yeah. Like, they moved him all over the place. They moved him up and down that front. Big time. Yeah. It. This is another guy, too. Remember, like, last year we were talking about Olave um, – like falling kind of just because people had seen it for three years and it was kind of, people were kind of over it. Like are people over Will Anderson? I mean, I know I love Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter is an awesome player, but people are acting like Will Anderson's not this prize that they're getting in the top three. Like this guy is fucking awesome. That that actually leads me into a question I was going to ask you. Is he your player one right now? I have Jalen. I have Jalen Carter as my number one player right now. But I feel like when people are talking about it being chalk at like number three, that Will Anderson gets taken to the Cardinals. Like you just got an unbelievable football player. The thing with Carter is that it's really hard to get those guys who are just 
that freakish who play uh, interior defensive line. Yeah, he's in a he's in going to be in a class of athlete behind Aaron Donald, but in that second tier with Quinnen and Chris Jones and Dexter Lawrence, like he's already that player pretty much. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I agree. I have I have um him as my number one as well, but yeah, I think Will Anderson's two, but pretty clearly two, and I think uh he has all the ceiling in the world too. I think it's easier to see with Jalen Carter just because Jalen Carter is like. I think he's pretty not tapped out, but he's closer to his ceiling. Closer than, to a finished pros- yeah, prospect. Yeah, exactly. I agree. All right. So Ray and I both have Will Anderson at number one. We'll quickly run through our top fives. We both have Will Anderson at one, Tyree Wilson at two, Miles Murphy at three. Ray has BJ Ojolari at four, and then Lucas Van Ness at five. I have Keon White in my four spot and Lucas Van Ness in my five spot. So not too much uh, – not too crazy at the top, but man, we talked about some of these guys who are just outside. There's a lot, and I had a really tough time ranking some of these guys. Who are some of the guys that that you like to just miss? Uh, I'm a big Derek Hall fan. I really like Derek Hall's tape. Um, I think he's going to be uh, a really, really good uh, outside linebacker for a team. He's heady. He's smart. He's very disciplined, and uh, he's got the production. So I think he's going to be really, really good pro. He's still only 22 years old, too. Right. Uh, a guy for me who just missed, who I originally had in my top five, but after watching Keon White, I had to kind of move him out. It's Nolan Smith. Um, I know the size is maybe an issue, but this guy's just an awesome football player. You just turn on the tape. He just makes plays. Um, he's an undersized edge, but arguably the best run defender of any of these guys. He anchors so well. Maybe he's not the best edge rusher, but he just has a place on the football field. Um, I, I don't really know what team takes him and how they use him. I think a team like Tampa makes a lot of sense. A team like the Giants make a lot of sense where maybe you could play him at linebacker and just have him firing and blitzing. Um, and you can have him in on rundowns because he's just really great against the run. Um, I know you weren't as high on him as I was, but. I really yeah. like Nolan Smith. Yeah, I mean, I think he's just been a really good football player, but I just it's so hard to see for me to project him as an edge player at that weight. I think it's just it's just tough. I think I think he you know how you mentioned about um Will Anderson being slippery and be able to get skinny. I think mm-hmm. he has that same trait where he's yeah. able to shoot he's able to shoot uh gaps and get skinny, but just when he's trying to set the edge I mean he sets the edge good for his size, but I don't know how well it's gonna play at the NFL. Right. Who are some other guys that you quickly want to mention? Um, I like Felix Anadike Uzama. Um, very he's very productive, and he played in such a weird scheme at Kansas State. Um, I think that once he gets into a true four three, he can play that like a wide nine role. I think he's going to play a lot better. That three down scheme was really really weird. It's so weird. hard hard to evaluate on tape. Um, and then hmm, I don't know if I, who else I should bring up here. I don't know. Uh, I kind of liked. I mean, you didn't really like him. I kind of like Tavius Robinson. From Ole Miss. I mean, no one really talking about him, but six yeah. six two fifty seven. Uh, he's kind of a tweener. I could see him. I would like to see him throw twenty pounds on and play like a five tech. Um, but he's super long. He's quick twitch. I think if you line him up over guards, he can cause some problems on passing down. So someone who probably a day two, day three pick, late day two, early day three pick. He kind of reminded me a little bit of a Drake Jackson. 
mm. from last I can, year. I can see that. I wasn't that high on Drake Jackson either. So me neither. Me neither. Honestly, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no. um, yeah, I, I didn't. I uh, I liked FAU with with you as well. I mean, I think I had him at ten, but again, like I said, I had a a late second round grade on him, so he's going to be a top seventy five player. Um, I know you you didn't love my uh, my Nolan Smith, and you weren't sure about his weight, but Will McDonald was really exciting for for me to watch. I know he's he's only two thirty six, but that's a that's another team. They play the three down linemen. Why are you playing three down linemen with a guy that's that skinny? But his first step is ridiculous. He is so fucking fast off the ball. Um, and there are very few offensive tackles, especially in the Big Twelve, that could ever stay in front of him. The bend is awesome. The closing speed's awesome. He uses his hands really well for a guy that size, and he actually has um some pretty good play strength the run game is not great he's got to get some more size on him he's he's not going to be in on rundowns um but i i wrote think like smaller bryce huff i feel like he's just a guy like he'll come in in a rotation and just make an impact like he's just going to get pressures he's just going to get to the quarterback um and then one other guy i had mentioned him previously way early in the season as a stock up guy uh, lie to Latu from UCLA. This is a guy that had a career-ending neck injury, and now he's back. Unbelievable! Told him he, he would never play football again. This guy's an awesome football player. He's a technician. Uh, maybe the best of of any of these guys I saw. He uses his hands really well. Really good hand fighting. Has a, a nice swim move. Has a nice spin move. Has a nice long arm. Um, he's not the greatest athlete, but he's a he's a technician. Yeah, I mean, I honestly didn't get a chance to watch either of those guys. Will McDonald was on my list, but um, that weight, I feel like I kind of just pushed him down my priority list. I watched so many guys this fucking weekend. Um, I couldn't get to him, but he did. Weigh, he did weigh in at Senior Bowl two forty one, so he's been packing on some, some of the. He's been packing on the pasta, you know. He's get, gained some weight. Uh, <laughs> and then yeah, lot too. I didn't get a chance to watch either. Um, I know about that career ending injury, similar to Jalen Phillips too. I guess from uh, right, he had the same right. kind of issue yeah but um yeah good to see this dude this edge class is so deep people are gonna be getting good picks like good role players in day three easy right i had i have 12 i have 13 players in the first three rounds in the uh in the first 75 picks in for edge that's crazy yeah and you know that's i mean i'm not sure but you'd assume some of those guys get pushed down to day three right Probably. Like, there's just so there's so many. I think like some of these guys are going to end up getting pushed down just inevitably, but um, it's gonna be fun to see. Yeah. All right, so that'll do it for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, you enjoyed our edge rankings. Stay with us. We got a lot more content coming. Got a couple of rebuild episodes next week. We got the wide receiver rankings next week too. Yes, so look forward to that. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at two tackles with the number two and stick with us as we continue to this 2022, 2023 season. Ray, appreciate you, my friend. Always.